and we're back with another episode of the Anarchist Experience, episode 112, coming at you live this Saturday morning. Uh, as always, I'm your host, Mr. Rich E. Rich, along with MC. And since this is your live Saturday call-in show, for now, we'll see. Uh, those numbers for you to dial are 303-335-9527 or 303-835-1301. That's 303-335-9527 or 303-835-1301. Uh, so what is going on with you this week, MC? Um, not much. Um, I, I, I was, you know, I guess it's kind of hard to avoid the politics because it's always on TV and somebody's always watching TV in the house. <laughs> So I don't know if you know the answer to this. Okay. It doesn't really matter if you do or not, but what what is the FBI supposed to be doing if it's not supposed to be investigating the president? Are you okay? Are you asking me like what I think the purpose of the FBI is? Yeah. Uh 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 interstate detective agency. Okay. Right? Like in my my view of the FBI has always been my understanding has always been um when certain crimes transcend state lines, right, they're the overarching uh, police enforcement agency that can investigate those because they have uh, cross-border jurisdiction, I guess is the, the best way, best explanation I can give. Am I close? Am I right? Okay, I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just curious because um, the Ron Paul Institute made an, a note that uh, said, they should stop stop investigating Trump because there's other things that they could be doing. <laughs> okay. I think investigating Trump would be part of that agenda, right? Like, depending on what crime they're investigating, right? If it's a local crime, like if Trump, you know, if Trump robbed somebody or stole something or killed somebody, like in New York, right? Where, you know, where or, or New Jersey or whatever, wherever his base of operation previously was before the white house right as long as he like remains in new york it doesn't seem like it's an fbi investigation right that's like the the new york police department you know investigating whatever but if his crime is big enough you know and, and it you know like i said transcends state jurisdictions or happens in in you know multiple multiple geographic areas well then the fbi gets called in because it's like you know it's a federal charge right um uh, Similar, similar to like the, the war on drugs, right? Like the, the, the local states have, um, you know, certain laws against certain drugs. And then the, the federal guidelines, the federal law books have different laws on drugs. Um, and in, in this case, it'd be like the DEA, not the FBI, because, you know, whatever. S same idea, different department. Um, but if you broke, you know, if you broke the, if you, broke the federal law on drugs right the state the state police wouldn't investigate you it would be like the federal police uh coming to to investigate that particular crime so that that's that, i guess that's the only thing i can say to to that is you know depending on trump's crime maybe they should stop investigating or, or you know maybe it's not really really within their realm of jurisdiction um but if it is like depending on what they're investigating him for Right. Then by all means, like that's if, if that's within their purview, you know, as long as and I hate saying it right, but as long as they're going to have a purview and that fits within it, well, then what else should they be doing? Right. Shut down, go away, you know, take to stop, you know, feeding off taxpayers. Sure. 
Um, but I don't think that's the I don't think that's the scope of the discussion you want to have right now. <clears throat> right on. Was that it, or what? Like, what else did you uh, see in the news that caught your attention? Yeah, that that was pretty much it. Um, I'm just I'm just sick of the left wasting time uh, with uh, they're not they're not even they don't even have any specific accusation against Trump. Yeah, like, just just investigate him. Is yeah, what like what exactly did he do? Did he did he like? Do they think he told Russia to to hack the Democrats? So he could win. I mean, why? Why would? Why would they even need Trump's permission to do that? I mean, <laughs> you mean the Russians? Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't. Okay, so in that case, right? I don't know if they. The, they, they definitely don't need Trump's permission, right? But if 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 what the left is saying is that they feel that Trump cheated in order to win the election by soliciting, you know, illegal help from an outside agency, in this case being Russia, then I can definitely see where an investigation would be, you know, would be warranted um, to, to look into whether or not he cheated, right? I mean, if, if we're supposed to have, if, you know, we, the we the people, are supposed to have open and fair elections, right? And then you have, there's, you know, evidence or, or you know, something that a candidate is cheating to to gain a, a advantageous position within that election well then yeah you know now should it be the fbi or can the left put together you know some sort of coalition uh voluntarily paid for to go ahead and you know like a private investigator to go ahead and do that uh investigative work and find out you know the truth and release that to the public maybe um but you know just just saying like we think he cheated uh, so someone needs to look into this isn't enough, right? Like you have to come forward with compelling evidence that he cheated, uh, that warrants a further investigation to, to gather more details, right? It's like getting a warrant to search a house. You can't just go like, no, no, we think he's got something in there. Let us in, right? No, you have to have compelling evidence that, you know, something is going on in there to get a warrant to go search the house, you know, to, to complete the investigation, right? Just thinking, just thinking it so doesn't make it so. Um, so if they, if the left is just, you know, salty sacks because they think Trump cheated, but there's no evidence that he actually did, well then, yeah, you know, I go, go do something better with your time, right? Go, go, go catch an, you know, interstate murderer or interstate rapist or, you know, something like that, something along those lines. All right. What else is going on in your neck of the woods? Okay. So I have a thought that I don't, I, again, I don't flush these things out. I go like, Hmm. And then I think it, and then I try to get as far as I get into it, and then I go like, I'll just discuss it with you, um, and then see see where we go with it. Um, so this week, I just it just, just popped into my head. I don't know what I was reading or what I was looking at. It could have been one of the show prep articles that spurred it, um, but I don't think so. Um, the prison industry and the prison industrial complex, um, and I, I, I don't know why I was thinking about this or like what could be done in its alternative, but it's a, it's something that's always on my mind and we might've talked about it before. And I had a new thought, um, about how prisons could work absent the state. Um, and my new thought revolves around one of the, the biggest objections that, uh, status or, or, you know, uh, other and, uh, ancoms or whatever have when, when you say like, well, how would, how would you house the prisoners, you know, without tax, payer funded uh, dollars 
because they, we always say like, well, there there must be a better alternative to you know to double what is it uh, double charging the victim, right? They get they get victimized for the crime and then they get charged taxes to house the the their victimizer. Um, so we're we're always looking for alternatives to that. And one of the other objections comes up was well the or the the solutions is like restitutional justice. Uh, where, you know, uh, the victim, if there's a victim and, you know, the, the perpetrator does something wrong, well, then that perpetrator has to uh, make restitution payments uh, to, to make the victim whole again. Uh, and then, the, you know, the objection comes up. It's like, well, what about in the case of murder? Right. Like, you know, what if he murders somebody? There's no way to, to give restitution to the victim. Like, well, the victim has loved ones and there's people that were counting on them. And, you know, there's a whole there's a whole network of people that, need, you know, would be due restitution payments for the, the loss of that life. I'm like, well, what if there's a homeless guy who didn't have anybody? I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying I'm getting to a point, MC. So just bear with me because I'm, I'm going through all these because I've heard I've heard all these. And then um, I, I think I might have a solution that may be viable. So go, what about the homeless guy? Uh, who doesn't have, you know, who's just, you know, a, a drifter, a hobo, a wanderer, doesn't have any family, no one connected to him, you know, is he like carte blanche for killing because there's no way to pay restitutions and, you know, and, and whatever. Um, and so I was, I was giving that some thought and I go, well, okay. So in that case, my initial thought was, well, if, if, if you kill like someone who you're not able to pay restitutions to, the deterrent for that should be like the death penalty, right? I mean, if, if there's no way for you to make someone whole again and you're clearly, you know, uh, a threat to society because if there's if you can get away with this one, there's nothing stopping you from getting away with others. Um, so unless there's like some weird anomaly involved, right, you know, uh, it, it would have to be like, you know, well, the death penalty, right? And I was like, well, yeah, that's 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 perfect. Just, you know. If you do, if you don't want to die, don't kill hobos, <laughs> right? Um, but then I was thinking, well, that you know, I wonder if you could take that even further, right? I wonder if you know, if if someone like a prisoner or whatever, or a murderer who got caught, um, like what is what is their life worth to them, right? If 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 knowing if knowing that the death penalty is looming on the horizon, and they choose to commit the act anyway. And, you know, and there's no one to pay restitutions to, um, can they buy their way out of uh, like a murder charge? Uh, maybe, right? Like, but who would you pay, right? Like, how do you, how do you pay society for that? Um, and the only, the, 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 the solution that I'm coming up with and I'm, I'm trying to flush out here, MC, is sort of like a bail bonds type arrangement for prisoners in actual jails. Right. So like, you know, he kills the hobo like guilty, you know, you're sentenced to not death, but, you know, so many years uh, in jail um, of which you will be charged for. Right. Like you must pay for your stay here um, somehow. Right. And, and you know, clearly, if you're in jail, you're not going to be out and about earning a living to 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 pay for your stay. Um, but someone else might be able to, like, sponsor you uh, in jail. Right. Like I, you know, some, some altruistic bail bondsman, right. will say like, no, 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 we'll cover his stay, um, for, for, you know, the duration of his sentence. Uh, and in doing so, when you get out of prison, you're now indebted to the bail bondsman 
type service. Um, and that's who your restitution payments end up going to, right? You, you get out of jail, you're, you know, you're hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt. You barely able to find work, but by God, you got to go pay someone back because theoretically they saved your life because the alternative was death. So you become like either, you know, indebted to them or I'll go in so far as to say indentured servitude and you work for them to do, you know, menial tasks for menial pay for basically the rest of your, you know, menial existence. Um, but at least you're not dead. And if no one's willing to sponsor you, then by God, you know, still the death penalty. Um, but I, I can foresee, uh, you know, this being a, you know, a, a, a profitable endeavor for someone to cover the, the expenses, um, of someone in jail to be paid back later when they get out at interest, of course. I mean, I don't want to, I'm not going to discount that aspect of it. Um, what do you think of my idea, MC? Um, I think maybe you're overthinking it. Okay. I don't know. It's interesting, but, um, yeah, it's, it's beyond me. It's too, it's, uh, I don't know. <laughs> am I really, okay. So am I really overthinking it though? Like what, if, if someone says like, well, what if you kill a hobo? Right. Like, what do you do with those guys? I'm asking you. Like, what? What's you know? I don't know. It's like it's like we ha- we already have a. I mean, we're already living in a system that that deals with that sort of thing. So whatever they come up with is what they come up with because they have the guns. Okay, and I, okay. So I maybe I wasn't clear in the beginning. <laughs> I I was thinking of this as the alternative to the current system where the the victim is double taxed. Right. Like right now, the, the system we have is not very good for, you know, any multitude of reasons. But one of the big reasons is that the people who are robbed, you know, stolen from, raped, uh, you know, assaulted, the families of those murdered have to pay through taxes to house the victims, uh, to house the, the, the victimizers, the aggressors in our current system. So when I'm thinking of like, you know, outside the current system, right, the anarchist, the anarchist uh, libertarian paradise, the, you know, the, 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 the true anarchist utopia, um, how would that justice system work? Um, and that's kind of what I came up with, right? It's, it's like, you know, who would pay to house them? Well, how, you know, how would that work and how would they pay restitutions and all that? Um, so I think I, I might be overthinking it in terms of our current system, but if you, if you wipe our current system clean, and say, how would this exist once we get rid of the state and the state apparatus and the state justice system? Uh, what what's what's one way you know prisons could look like? Um, and that's the, that's a way uh, that I was thinking about by just saying they're now in debt. Well, by giving them an option, right? I mean, it's not that you house them and then say you're in debt, but it's it's you know, like I said, if you kill a hobo. Right. There's no one to pay restitutions to like there there's when, when that objection comes up in, in a discussion. Yeah, all, you're, all you're doing is saying, OK, well, we'll, we'll find somebody to give money to. Well, in, in exchange for their life. Right. If you're a murderer and you go, well, I, I feel really bad about this now, all of a sudden, please don't kill me. You know, what can I do? Well, obviously, you can't just, you know, go back out on the street there, you know, but you can spend some time in jail. Right and pay for it. And if you don't have the money to pay for it, you got to go like get a loan from somebody. And then how do you, how do you repay that loan when you get out of jail? So if you have, so if you have money, you don't have to stay in jail. No, you still have to stay in jail, but now you, but now your funds go to, go to pay, uh, for, for your stay. Right. It's like making the, I, 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 I agree with that. 
um, that any any criminal should have to pay for their own housing. Right, but if they don't have any money, how do you, how do you do it? Well, you're saying just put them in debt. Yeah, voluntarily, right? Like it, it's 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 a choice depending on the crime, right? I'm talking about like capital murder. Uh, depending on the crime. Yeah, I'll just I'll just assume that 99% of the people will say they want to live and fight for their life and and accept any debt, any amount of debt. Right, and then spend the rest of their life paying it back, knowing that the you know the the penalty for non-repayment is the original consequence, which is all right, you're you're dead to us now. And I'm sure that you know the the bail bonds and the banks will will have risk assessment to see. You know who's likely to repay and who we're going to have to kill later, you know, type of a thing. Um, but I don't, I don't, I, I, I'm still trying to figure out like where I'm overthinking this in terms of not the current system, right? If we didn't, if we didn't have the current system, where, where is my thought process going askew, uh, and what's what would be like a simpler alternative to what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't think there is a, a simple solution to it um i think i think uh your concerns aren't the concerns of of most people like most most people don't really care how the prisons get paid for and and most people don't care about the tax they pay like the tax they pay is just they, they don't even think about it so they don't they don't consider oh i'm i'm pay, i'm paying you know to house this guy in a prison and that upsets me that that doesn't even like cross their minds like they're 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 upset you know that a loved one or whatever s- someone got killed and that's what they're worried about not you know the tax system and the prison system <laughs> so much okay but if you rip that out from under them right if we if we you know when, when sure. we end the state right i'm sure they'll start to care you know what happens to the guy <laughs> what happens to the guy that does bad things to other people do we just kill well, them all? Is this the Wild West? Well, that that most most people would say, yeah, kill them. I mean, and then there's people on the other side saying, no, we can't just kill everybody. We have to put, you know keep them in prison forever. So, I mean, that and that's that's a that's a whole separate issue from the the monetary side of it. Well, I'm saying the monetary side of it comes up, you know, when because it, it's you know. It, it's sure, I mean, it's, it's it, a question. It is there is an if you're going to keep there, them in jail forever, who's going to pay for it? If the state it, isn't going to steal your money to to pay for prisons, right? Who's gonna Who's gonna foot the bill to house prisoners absent the state? Right. Even right. though there's so, going to be so less you, of it. Your argument is just to satisfy the the anarchists out there who. Well, this is the anarchist experience. Work. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about things when we, you know, I, I, I had a thought about how things could work, you know, once we eliminate the state, and th- that's what I came up with. Sure, and and I I do agree with you. And, I don't have a thought about like how I do we get there. To, I I would also have to say that there's there's probably ten other methods that would work absent of the state. And yeah, I, I I would also say that even with the state, that it'd be better if there was you know. 50 different states and they could all come up with their own way of doing it and uh, then you could move to the ones the best um so um, which people do yeah I think right? pr- this... pretty much oh yeah yeah like so serial New, killers New who want to live uh, don't move don't kill people in states with the death penalty yeah N- new hampshire just passed 
something recently. What was it? Was it something to do with marijuana or? I uh, haven't been paying attention remember. to that, but maybe medicinal, recreational. Yeah, I, think, yeah, I have to look it up now. Damn it. But it anyway, might, be, yeah, it might so. be medicinal because I, the only thing I know about that is the, the prior governor of New Hampshire like vetoed all legalization attempts for like eight years. And then I don't think that particular governor is in office again. So now they're bringing it forward again, um, hoping that the, the new, uh, more liberal governor uh, is, is not going to veto any, any drug legalizations. But I didn't, I didn't read anything specific on it recently. Oh, it cleared cleared the house. Okay, so that the how New Hampshire House just passed. Yeah. Oh, which de- they decriminalization. do. Decriminalization. Re- reduce yeah. the penalty for position possession of one ounce or less. To yeah. A civil. Oh, so it's still illegal. It's just. And that know, headline pops up like every two years. <laughs> because yeah. the, the the House clears it, the Senate clears it, and then the governor vetoed it. You know, like it's like every two years for for how how long now? Um, and then because if it gets vetoed or knocked down, they got to wait two years to reintroduce it. So then they wait two years, they reintroduce it, you know, hoping that the governor would change his mind by now. Um, and then I think they just like outlived the the governor and they got like you know yeah. a more lenient one in office. So you're saying you know just fifty prison systems set up across you know the the fifty geographic. Uh, locations commonly referred to as the states of America, and then, and then what? Like, if you're a criminal in one, do you get to pick your jail at that point? Then, like, if I if I if I hurt <laughs> no, someone no, in Hawaii, no. can I go like, you know what? That California jail looks really appealing. Can I can I pay to stay there instead? No, not at all. <laughs> okay. Though it's really weird that that in Hawaii they ship people to Nevada. <laughs> And elsewhere. <laughs> yeah, because they just can't house them here. And part of that is like, you know, for federal crimes, right? Like my uncle, um, I think it was like Arizona or something. Like he got busted for wep- federal weapons charges years ago and spent like 10 years in an Arizona jail before being shipped back to Hawaii upon release. Because, you know, the, 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 only, the only real jail that they have in Hawaii is like crowded and packed. And we've got so many criminals here that, you know, just, woo, can't house them all. Don't want to build a new one. But if it's a state crime, right, then you, then you go to, like, the state jail. If it's a federal crime, then they ship you wherever, you know, wherever the, wherever the federal system has room to put you, which makes it hard for, you know, like, visitations if you have loved ones. All I know is my mom used to tell me that my, my grandparents would, like, send other prisoners money. Uh, so they don't kick my uncle's ass. <laughs> like keep him alive, like the serious keep him alive protection money. Like, you know, like how do you establish that? Right? Like if, if I was going to be in jail, you know, how long would it take? And, you know, whose ass would I have to kiss, you know, to, to be the guy who gets the protection money as opposed to being the guy paying the protection money? <laughs> That's the, this is the, this is like long this is like the problem with my life right it's like I don't want to be the guy buying the thing or being the guy under somebody but like how do you just be the top guy so I'm always looking for ways to like be the top guy right like even like I said I, I started a cult because I didn't want to be uh, an ordained minister for someone else's church it's like why would I be ordained under you when I can just start my own church like how how hard are these things to do to just start your own thing and and be the top guy instead of like 
getting permission from somebody else. And I guess that's part of the, the anarchist, the agorist mentality, right? You know, this is the, one of the critiques against, uh, against Rothbard and, and, and Konkin is like, well, someone, someone has to be the worker, you know, not everyone can be the factory owner. Not everyone can be an independent contractor, you know, some, somewhere along the line, right? This is why agorism doesn't work, right, is the claim. Somewhere along the line, uh, someone has to, someone just has to be like the underling, you know, doing it for somebody else. Otherwise, the whole system falls apart. And well, the guy on the factory floor, you know, like, you know, putting doors on cars, right? He can be an independent contractor, like what's to what's to stop that particular skill from being an independent contractor? You have like multiple independent contractors putting doors on cars, you know, all along the factory floor, and then they can compete, you know, with people waiting outside for a door putter on a factory job, for how much they're willing to pay, or willing to charge for their service. And they go like, ah, boss, I want a raise. And I go, well, shoot, man, the other guy outside is willing to do your job for less. Independent contractor, maybe I'll just put him on the line instead. <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. Like I don't, I don't see how that, you know, how that removes the independent contractor aspect of it. Um, but for me, I like the idea, right. I like being able, you know, even though I'm not good at it, right. Don't get me wrong. I'm not the top guy anywhere. Uh, but I always like, you know, when, when in talking to people and talking about it now, is like, why, why would you do anything for anybody else when you can do the exact same thing for you? Right. What do they have that you don't have that, that makes them the top guy? And it's usually not much. Right. Like my current job, I wear, I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a cook at a restaurant. And I go, well, so you might be asking like, well, what, what does it take to be the top guy there? It's like, well, I'd have to actually know how to cook. Right. Like if, if I got professional training uh, to be a chef, right, then I, I, I could be a top chef somewhere, but I don't. Right. So that's, that's one thing. Right. It's like, well, so to, in order to be the top guy there, you got to have like special skills and training, which I don't have. So not the top guy, uh, but I'm pretty good at what I do. So I'm, you know, I'm, I'm still there and they haven't fired me yet. Um, or, you know, what would it take to own your own restaurant? Well, you gotta be, you, you, gotta, you gotta have some special skills and, and, uh, and intellect and knowledge about what it takes to run and operate a restaurant, which I don't have, but I could acquire it. Right. So I guess, you know, in, in that aspect of it, you know, I, I know what it takes to be the top guy. I'm just, you know, not there yet and therefore don't care enough and I don't care enough to actually do it. Um, but certain easy things, you know, like I said, like, you know, starting, the, like, um, starting the cult number one. And I've always got friends who are like, you know, into network marketing and that sort of thing. Like, Oh no, be, you know, be, be my downline. It's like, why, why don't I just like find someone to start a network marketing company with? And I'll be like, I'll have no upline. Right. I'm just, I'm just the top guy. Right. Like, I don't understand, you know, uh, I have so many friends in network marketing and they're always like, you know, I'm the boss. I own my own company. I'm like, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm like, no, you're not. You you work for somebody else, right? You have an upline. You work for a company and you're the downline for them, right? You're not an entrepreneur. You're, you're an independent contractor. And uh, but like, but do something like, I like your entrepreneurial spirit, but apply it elsewhere. My friend, like, you know, do what you're doing here, but for you. So you don't have to worry about, you know, your upline, just everyone becomes your downline. I haven't figured that one out yet. MC? That's good advice. All right. One more quick thing on my mind before we get into headlines. Um, and it's, it's related to something that always comes up, but I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to say it again and I'm going to reiterate and share my story. I really hate healthcare. <laughs> uh, not just, not just insurance, but healthcare in general. 
Uh, I mean, taking care of yourself or the system? The system. This, I, I, I'm okay taking care of myself, and you, and you know that. I come to you, and um, I, I, we talked about it off air, but I'll, I'll share a little bit on air. So uh, we talked about uh, you know certain supplements and how they interact uh, with each other. And, uh, so my wife like came into some turmeric powder, like she got it for free somehow. I forget how she did it. She didn't tell me. And we talked about like, she she was going to like mix it with apple cider vinegar. And then the other ingredient that I forgot was like black molasses. So I don't know if you know anything about black molasses, but that's her, that's her idea. Like some, some sort of recipe and concoction that she found. Um, and I gave her your warning about, you know, the, the, the interaction and she wasn't able to find anything online that, that confirmed or uh, refuted that there are uh, side effects or, or um, cancellations during the interaction. So I think she's going to go okay. ahead with her recipe. Okay. Um, just as an aside. So like, you know, I, we, I listen to you and I, I do my best. Um, you know, you, you obviously take much better care of yourself than I do. Um, even talking to my mom, right? Like, you know, I was eating something, I was like, like a salad and a sandwich. She was like, Oh yeah. Like he, you know, rich likes to eat healthy. I'm like, no, that's not true at all. <laughs> I eat, I eat what's fed me, right? If you feed me healthy food, I will eat healthy food. If you feed me junk, I will eat junk. Right. Cause if, if someone doesn't feed me, uh, I eat cheap, right? Like I, you know, I, I work at the restaurant. So like three days out of the week I eat there. Um, so I usually have, you know, s- some sort of like meat vegetable thing and I try to avoid rice because, eh, whatever. But sometimes, you know, when there is no food, like that's what we have access to. It's like, you guys can eat much rice, as much miso soup as you want. Uh, so a lot of times everyone just eats like rice and miso soup. Uh, right. <laughs> because whatever, right. We're, we're hungry and I'm not buying the food there. Right. I, I, I cook it all day. I, I should get a piece of it. Uh, yeah. so when well, the scraps, rice isn't as isn't as bad as bread so uh yeah don't don't worry too much about that well we weren't we burnt some sweet bread rolls so i had some sweet bread and butter last night right um but i think i think the the rice may not be bad but i it definitely like cutting it out has definitely helped my weight loss yeah it's it's calories for yeah sure. so in, in that respect like you know sugary sodas and rice i i i will eat um, but I will minimize my intake of them. Um, and going to the doctors, like this is partly where I was leaning to going to the doctors this week. Um, I, I'm, I'm consistently losing weight. I've lost like, you know, five pounds every two months since like October. Um, so I'm down nice. like 30 pounds or something close to that. Yeah. Has it been six months? However many months that is, I'm down like 30 pounds. So I'm currently sitting at 205, but I go to the doctor, not yeah. just for that. Thank you. Um, I go for, you know, to, uh, to check up, um, he, he, he thinks he's checking up on my blood pressure because that was out of control. And now I'm on medication for that, um, which I take sort of consistently. Um, but I go there to check up on my leg after my accident, which we discussed enough here. So if you're not familiar, go listen to old Joe's. I don't know where they're at, but they're there. Go listen to them all. Why not? There's only 111 other ones. Um, but I go there to like check up on my leg. And one of the things that I, I consistently ask for and have been granted um, is like physical therapy. Just give me, give, just let me go to the physical therapist where they have equipment and stuff and I, I can book some time out of my day and go work on my leg and make it feel better. Um, and in the insurance company, this is where it pisses me off, right? Like the insurance company is the one denying my physical therapy, right? They go like, no, you've had enough. 
We don't we don't want to mm-hmm. pay for that anymore. I well fuck my leg is still weak and my leg still hurts. Um, so this time, right, I went to the doctors, and instead of asking for more th- physical therapy, I said I want to discuss pain management, right? And I, you know, if if you're against like you know opioids, uh, MC, that's fine. I don't you know I don't want to have like I don't really need a health discussion on like how addictive and how bad you know Vicodin and OxyContin and all that stuff can be for you long term, right? I'm aware, um, right. but my leg hurts. <laughs> and if I'm not going to get the physical therapy, um, I, I don't want to like be in pain. Um, as, and, and I don't, I don't think I have an addictive personality where it's going to be a concern. Um, if I take, uh, you know, one here or there when it's really bothersome. Um, and so I, you know, I go to the doctor and I go like pain management doc. Um, and then he, he gives me like his little spiel about how it's, you know, not good in the long run. And, he was like, well, what are you doing for pain management now? I'm like, suck it up like a man, doc. And he's like, well, that's actually going to be better for you in the long run. I'm like, I understand. <laughs> I understand, I get where, but I, I'm I not getting my physical therapy from. anymore. <laughs> yes, that's part of it, right? I understand where you're coming from, but I'm number one, I'm not getting my physical therapy, and I've been sucking it up like a man for over a year now, right? For, for over a year, I've been in um, mild right? Very, very small amount, but constant pain, right? Like if, if, as soon as I get out of bed in the morning, you know, the first step is painful, right? And then it doesn't go away until I lay back in bed at night, right? As, as long as I'm doing something, my leg hurts. It just, there's, there's no getting around or my knee, right? It's, it's the, the break was in my lower leg. The pain is in my knee. There's no getting around it. Like I can't, I've, I've, you know, I, I, I wear a brace, you know, when it gets really bad, you know, I, I ice it down between shifts at work to, to keep the swelling down and, and you know, to, to reduce the pain. Um, when I get home, my leg is like sore and tired, you know, from, from exertion during the day. And like particularly last night, um, because it gets sore throughout the day, I overcompensate on my other leg. And then I get a pain in my other leg, in my hip. Right. From from, you know, from from bearing the weight that the the sore leg, the injured leg can't take anymore. So then I have so I got like double pain. Um, so I'm like, I'm tired, doc. You know, like I'm, you know, just just pain management. Right. Like, Give me something so that I don't have to do this all the time. Right. Doesn't even have to be doesn't have to be like, you know, I'm, I'm taking, you know, a pill like three times a day. Right. Just just give me some relief. Um. So that's not constant, and then I can take like a mental break uh, from dealing with you know the constant but mild pain. Like they go on a scale of one to ten, where are you at? I go it's like a two. It's not that bad, but it's always there. And then you know as it, as as it as it as I stay on the leg throughout the day, it like goes up, right? Never quite a ten because I've I've been at a ten before, and uh, for me personally, um, it's it's never that bad. Right. It, it, like if I bump it wrong or whatever, it might shoot up to like a five or a six uh, on the pain scale. But it's always there. And that's the problem that, you know, that's that's what I'm trying to fix right now is the always there. Um, and then so now, right, his answer was basically no. Right. Sorry. <laughs> not going to do it. However, you know, um, go back and see the surgeon and, you know, give him your sob story and let him know your concerns. Um, and see if he can do anything for you. And then if he can't, right, then, then and only then 
will I consider referring you uh, to a, a you know pain management specialist, right? So, so someone who can write the prescription to to give me some drugs, hmm. uh, and you know which, which is fine, right? But it's just it's so bothersome, right? Because I, then I go like, as an anarchist, right? You know, how would this work absent the state and absent the insurance companies? And I go, I, I should just be able to go buy some, right? And as an agorist, right, I, I know people who have some for sale. So so it's not it's not even like about getting getting the medication that I want. If I want the medication, I have access to it and I can get it. Um, it's just the, the frustration is in the system that forces me, uh, you know, or, or, or coerces me. Uh, into doing things that way, as opposed to just being able to to go to the store and buying a box of pills, um, and then billing the insurance company uh, who won't give me physical therapy. That's part of the reason, right? Like that's you know that's an underlying motive. Like I I don't want to just go down to the store and buy a bottle of Tylenol uh, to to help with the pain because that's out of pocket for me. And uh, um, my beef is with like the insurance company who won't give me like, you know, the, the medical care that I, I need to heal a hundred percent. Like they're, they're satisfied that, you know, I'm at, you know, may, I want to say like 80, I can hobble, but I can't run yet. So I'm not, you know, I'm not, and, and there's still pain. So I don't want to say like, I don't know how, I don't know what percentage that would make it. Um, but they, they need to pay, you know, like they're, they're the ones, they're the ones denying me care. Um, and that's, you know, that's kind of why I want like a prescription, uh, or that's the reason why I would go about it in this method instead of just going out and buying, you know, buying the pills that I need, uh, because I don't want to go out of pocket. It's their job. They're the, in, they're the insurance company. They're supposed to be the ones covering this stuff, you know, if, and when I do get hurt and I'm hurt, right? Yeah. You're like, what is, what does the FBI do? What does the insurance company do? You know, aside from just like, you know, collect a premium and then do their best to deny you coverage. Hmm. So that's my little vent on that. I don't know if you have any thoughts or ideas. Nope. Good luck. And my wife is concerned, right? She's like, well, because, you know, I have uh, family members who are addicted. Um, she's concerned that it, it, you know, it might fall on me as well. And I, I, I swayed her. I'm like, well. Number one, like I don't need I don't need the doctor, right? Like I was saying, I don't need the doctor to get the medication. If I want the medication, I just go get the medication, right? I want I want the doctor so I can get the prescription, so I don't have to pay for the medication. So I can suck it up, you know, as as long as it takes, but hopefully not too long. We'll see. Um, I can suck it up like a man as long as it takes, you know, to to get the medication. Uh, from the insurance company, so I don't have to go out of pocket. Oh, and the other funny thing was, I'm just going to share this with you, MC, because this was funny. Um, so um, I forget what it's called, but uh, my my wife has this like spray that she gets from her doctor for pain relief, um, and so she sprayed my knee with it and, and like massaged it in and sprayed and massaged it in, whatever the instructions said to do. And for a little bit, right, like you know, the pain went away. Um, so I was telling my doctor about it. I'm like, oh, yeah, she's got this, you know, like, you know, uh, ancient Chinese recipe spray, <laughs> you know, that that actually worked. And he was like, and the doctor actually said, <laughs> the doctor was like, I think that needs to stay where it came from. 
I'm like, well, what do you mean? He's like, ancient China. Like, <laughs> that me- that method of pain relief was, like, was was far below sucking it up like a man. Like, don't even don't even use the ancient Chinese remedy. So my wife was a little upset. Is, is the ancient Chinese stuff gonna hurt you? That's the only thing I'm concerned about. I don't think so. I mean, I don't. I don't. I I honestly don't know what's in it. Um, but she got it from her doctor for you know other pain that she's having, and so just, she just used tell it the on surgeon me. just just take the nerves out. You don't need them anymore. <laughs> and that might you know it, it the the concern the concern with going back to the surgeon is that it might require another surgery. Right. Um, because apparently not only is there like uh, muscle atrophy, which needs to be rebuilt, uh, you know, and, you know, part of the problem with that is um, in order to rebuild the muscles, I have to suck it up like a man, right? Because it hurts to do the exercises. So I'm like, well, give me some pills so I can kill the pain so I can do the exercises to build the muscles so I can get off the pills, right? You know, something like that. Hmm. Um, but it, he also said like, there's some, I don't know, I, I don't know how to describe like loosness in the tendons and the ligaments. Mm-hmm. So my knee like wobbles side to side, like it's not supposed mm-hmm. to. Um, mm-hmm. so if I go back to the surgeon and they look at that, it might require like another surgery to tighten all that shit up in there. And that's going to be no fun. Hmm. So we'll see. I, I, I had two chances to book a, an appointment with the surgeon and I took the day off and forgot. Then I took a nap at work and forgot. So. I'll have to book that sometime this week and stay tuned. Um, and then maybe, you know, get some street drugs in the meantime and piss everybody off. Or at least piss the wife off. Taking my drugs, baby. What? <laughs> All right. Headlines? Do we have time? Yep, we got time. Sure. All right. Headline. A school bans unvaccinated kids after immunized children start outbreak of chicken pox. Headline. Uh, why Tesla's solar roof is just another giant taxpayer gift to Elon Musk. Headline, uh, the state is not an infrastructure psychic. And finally, headline, a seventh grader suspended for 10 days for liking photo of toy gun on Instagram. Uh, any place you want to start this week, MC? I like all of them, but um, the school that bans unvaccinated kids after right. immunized children start outbreak. Okay. Did you read this article? No. Uh, okay. I heard that this is similar things have happened before. Okay. Um, it's like kind of clickbaity. In, in in Disneyland, there there was a uh, an outbreak, and like half half the people who who got the measles were were actually immunized. So what the heck? Right. <laughs> you know. Right. So I I'll, I'll be honest. I'll I'll read the article, but just be aware that it's kind of clickbaity um, in the way in the way that it's worded. So here we go. Uh, school bans unvaccinated kids after immunized children start outbreak of chicken pox. Uh, close to one quarter of students at California Elementary School have been directed by school officials to stay home for three weeks due to a small onset of chicken pox cases that began in March. The chicken pox outbreak at Mariposa School of Global Education in Agora Hills, California, is unique because the first case of chickenpox discovered at the school was found in a student who had been fully vaccinated. Uh, Daniel Stepanowski, the superintendent of Las Virginias Unified School District that includes the Mariposa School, acknowledged to CBS Los, Los Angeles that three students were found to have chickenpox. A kindergartner, a first grader, a third grader. The first case happened around mid-March. The student was immunized, however still contracted chickenpox. 
Hmm. According to local newspaper, the Acorn Stepanowski noted that it's interesting. The first of three cases was a student that was fully immunized. He was the vaccinated one. This student was reported to have contracted the disease back in March. After two more cases were found, the school district took action to keep the unvaccinated students out of school for three weeks. Uh, while individual school policies vary according uh, to state laws, it's typical for school officials to notify parents who do not vaccinate their, ki- their children when an outbreak of vaccine-preventable diseases occurs. Uh, about 400 students attend Mariposa School of Global Education. Around 90 of those students have not been vaccinated for chickenpox, and on May 1st, the parents of those students were ordered to keep their children home for 21 days. Uh, vaccination rates at the Mariposa School have risen greatly in recent years. In 2015, it was reported that about 40% of the students were current on vaccinations. Following changes in state laws, that number is up to 80%. In 2016, the state of California halted the allowance of personal and religious exemptions for vaccinations, and currently only medical exemptions issued by a licensed doctor are allowed. The chickenpox vaccination has been reported to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention to be 90% effective if an individual has received two doses. The CDC also notes that some people who are vaccinated against chickenpox may still get the disease. However, it is usually milder with fewer blisters and little to no fevers. Uh, End of the article. Your thoughts, MC, on uh, school banning unvaccinated kids after outbreak. Well, aren't aren't the kids to... uh be exposed to it so that they get the disease and then they build up their immunity and then they don't get it later in life where they're more susceptible if you want to risk and, death i mean i i when i was younger i got the chicken pox and that was i was considered normal so i'm know. with you i got him i think part of that is uh, again generational right like when i was when i was a kid um, and my memory might be a bit foggy, um, but I just like you, I remember chickenpox being normal. Like kids got them, you got them when you were kids, and then that's it. That's just like part of childhood. Uh, but apparently, somewhere along the line, I guess with you know the the vaccination for it, um, it's it's like it's not a thing anymore. It's like polio, right? <laughs> like we've we've cured chickenpox uh, for the most part, right? For for ninety percent of people where it's not that big of a deal and it's no longer expected that children will get them. Um, so yeah, um, as far as I know. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm still up in the air on whether it's even worth doing and the vaccination. There, yeah. There's, there's still possibility that perhaps it's a good thing for the human immune system to go through fighting off these diseases, uh, naturally and younger. Um, yeah, and younger maybe, and uh, bad parent so, MC. Yeah, why would you put your kids through that? Yeah, so I, 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 I'm not against vaccination, but I don't know at this point if I would do that to my kids if I had them. So specifically, the chicken pox, or are you talking about like across the board? Well, and that's the thing. So I, I would have to do a lot more research on. What are the chances that the kid gets a, any any disease, and how deadly is is the disease? So, like for chickenpox, I don't think it's that deadly, so I probably wouldn't uh, vaccinate. I would probably just uh, uh, try to get them exposed to it when they're young and and uh, deal with it the way that that I did, because I 
I don't know. I just thought that was the way it's supposed to happen, but <laughs> apparently it's not anymore. I don't know. So uh, science facts changes in medicine, MC. What you what yeah, used okay. to be a part of childhood. I'm just giving you shit. I mean, I'm I'm with you. I agree with you. I mean, I I had them. It was normal. It wasn't that big. You know, it sucked. But you know, the 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 longer my memory goes, right, the less things matter back then, right. Right. Like I'm sure it's, I'm sure it really sucked to have the chicken pox at the time, but it, it had like no no real bearing on on me at this point. And so uh there's there is a lot of controversy about vaccinations right now. I think we talked about them before. Yes. And and even to the point where there's you know people that work at the government CDC office and 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 they're whistleblowers because they're they're coming out saying yeah we falsified information so when people say oh the science the science says it's safe well i'm like but they're they're falsifying the science i think we have to have a, a science redo here you can't just say the science says when there's there's people involved that are freaking, you know, malicious and and uh, a mulligan li- for vaccination. Just yeah, and I I'm I'm still I'm really confused about what the big deal is as, as far as you know. Is it just money, or is it that there's you know paranoid people that are like, well, if we, we you know we have to get everybody vaccinated, and that's num- that's the number one concern. Is that everybody vaccinates? Right. The secondary concern to them is is how safe are the vaccinations, and that's kind of how I feel about it. I think like the Center for Disease Control, they're they're more worried about like, uh, like a huge outbreak, and and so we have to vaccinate everybody to you know prevent the end of the world, and I don't think it's that serious. Um, I think. Like even measles, mumps, rubella. I think uh, deaths from from those diseases was was going down uh, naturally, just because yeah, just because people had access to treat those diseases after after they contracted them. So even if there was an outbreak, uh, it wouldn't be the end of the world. So um, so maybe it is just a money thing. I don't I don't know anymore. It's, and it, I, I think there's also an ego issue too. Uh, the doctors don't want to be proven wrong, and, and that's been proven a problem in, in the medical industry before. Also, uh, whether it's uh, you know cancer stuff or even you know going back to soap, you know there's doctors like telling people not to use soap because you know bacteria and viruses. That's that's imaginary. That's not real. You know? <laughs> Right. Or, so, you know, because like, like you just said, if you don't use soap, you know, you, you, you might get, uh, you might get sick, but it helps your body's immune system fight, a, fight it off later. So people are actually yeah. sicker from using like, you know, antibacterial soap that kills all the germs and doesn't let your body fight it off because then what happens when something bigger and badder comes along, yeah. you're not prepared Well, I was for talking it. about from bef- before they even knew about, uh, the idea of bacteria and viruses and yeah when san when when soap was like an like a new thing in hospitals you know so ha- have you read the stories on, on that no 
or heard about him. Okay, yeah, I've heard just, about just, him, but I've never, yeah, you know, I've never like pulled up the paper. Yeah, so there's there's YouTube videos and stuff about it, and 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 it's funny because there the 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 medical establishment was at the time was so against the idea of using soap and like they they wanted to punish people for coming up with new ideas you know <laughs> sounds about right you know the but the no. status the status quo was hard to break All right and, and they, and they used it. to have you know keep keep you know cadavers in the same buildings as the as the you know patients coming in and just you know really poor sanitation practices and and some people eventually put two and two together like hey look this, this <laughs> person is rotting over here and he was just touching him and then he went and did surgery on this guy and all of a sudden this guy's leg is about to fall off um maybe maybe there's something inside that dead person is rotting that is causing you know correlation is not always causation <laughs> mc not always. <laughs> could could be <laughs> <laughs> worth investigating. Where's the FBI? Yeah. Well, I will. So, I yeah. will. I will say I, this. Go oh, go ahead. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm definitely pro science and pro investigation. Um, I think, but as as long as it doesn't stop, you know, as long as it doesn't say, well, well, we know the answers. You have to do this now. You know, right. I'm like, well, let let me see the evidence and let me uh, be the one to decide. And and then, you know, everybody else can just, you know. And I think that's always what we advocate for here. Right. Is, you know, just give me the information and then don't force me to make a decision. Right. Like, don't don't force the choice on me. Let me let me make my own choices in life. So I think, you know, you, you brought it. You said a couple of things like, do they really want everyone to be vaccinated or is it just about the money? Um, and I would say that the, it's, it's what I'm going to call, right, like the myth of herd immunity. Uh, and I don't care if there's, you know, I don't care if there's science behind it to, to you know, validate the, the uh, theory of herd immunity. Um, but to me, it's just one of those things that, uh, regardless of the science, doesn't make sense, right? Either the, e- either the vaccine works or it doesn't. And the vaccine working on me uh, should not have anything to do with whether or not you're vaccinated, right? If you put an unvaccinated kid in a room and a vaccinated kid in a room, uh, and then you like you like blast the disease to the room, right? The kid, w- the unvaccinated kid, should get the disease. The vaccinated kid shouldn't because that's you know that should be how it works, uh, or at least you know if done enough times to the percentage that they're they're claiming, right? Like ninety percent effective or whatever, right? But if the kid who, you know, if you blast the disease through the room and the, and the uh, unvaccinated kid gets a disease and then spreads it to the vaccinated kid because he wasn't vaccinated and he spread it to the kid who was, right, then in my opinion, the vaccine is bullshit and doesn't work, right? <laughs> right. Defeats right. the purpose. Well, there's, there, there is other issues, and I'll, I'll just th- throw this one out there uh, to be, you know, devil's advocate or, 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 or even – something less than that but uh, a kid a kid that uh is unvaccinated catches the disease doesn't know he has it yet or whatever and he's spreading it and he he goes into a hospital where there's a whole bunch of babies and and uh now he's exposing the babies that have not been vaccinated yet okay uh with the disease and and um you know babies can uh 
have a, a more difficult time fighting a live virus than sure. Than, uh, but but now you're talking about unvaccinated people transmitting it to unvaccinated people, right? Yeah, and so they want to vaccinate everybody to prevent, uh, at least to some degree, uh, the chance of. Uh, babies or really old people or sick people that that can't fight it very well right but then but again if if that's true right then either old people who have the choice to get vaccinated or no should if they if they're worried about it um and then if babies are a particular risk right then there should be other means of screening out people before they interact with with uh people who have not yet had the opportunity to make that choice Right. But that that's not that's not even what the claim of yeah. herd immunity is. Yeah. And so I'm going to add this too. Like I I I don't even feel safe with if if I had a kid to to take the kid to the hospital, you know? Like what is is it absolutely necessary to to give birth at a hospital? No. Can't we get somebody to, you know, come, you know, do this at home or something or yeah. you know? Cuz cuz you know midwife I in a mean, bathtub. Y- you hear hear about the horror stories of the the superbugs floating around the hospitals, like Mercer. That, <laughs> that's, that's that's not. I don't know. I think I think some of that can be avoided. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm with you, man. I've you know uh, I've had similar discussions privately with the wife, um, and you know her body, her choice. But my my concerns have been voiced uh, as to you know. Uh, I'm going to say when, because I'd like to have some more kids. Um, when we, when, when we, you know, have uh, a baby, um, you know, she, 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 she's already aware of my concerns and how I would prefer things be done. Um, but she'll do, you know, as she pleases and whatever's best for her. And, you know, I'll, I'll support. Uh, so we've had the discussion about, you know, baby in a bathtub, right? Like, Right. You know, can you can you hire a midwife or a nurse to come help you deliver? You know, humans have been doing this for thousands of years prior to the invention <laughs> of hospitals. You know, I don't think it's that big of a concern. You know, you know, I don't, I don't think the hospital provides, you know, that significant a level of of assistance, you know, above and beyond someone, you know, who can do it in the privacy of your own well, home. And and that's the thing. If something did occur, then the hospital is still an option. Right. And um, and that's one of the things so, that comes up. And but um uh, so I I I like to think of myself as a free thinker, right? And of so course. the 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 first time, you know, you know, growing up you see you see, you know, depictions of childbirth on on TV and you know TV shows or whatever and the, National the Geographic always, yeah, no, no. the The woman's always on her back in the hospital, right? And oh, yeah, push, in the stirrups. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I'm like, so someone pointed out, like, you know, maybe there's a better way. Maybe, maybe you shouldn't be on your back pushing, and and maybe that's not the right way. And then, yeah, you should be uh, in doggy position in in fetal. Right, and so you'll let gravity help you out a little bit, and it just seems like, wow, like such a, you know. Uh, a simple concept, you know, <laughs> had that, had that conversation like, with the wife too. <laughs> yeah. And, and so I don't know. I just, I just can't imagine anybody like why, where did that, where did that idea come from? It's like, easier for the doctors. It's easier for the doctors. That's but where it came from. But you don't need the doctor. 
I understand that. But if you're gonna go to the hospital, <laughs> if you're gonna go to the hospital, you're gonna be dealing with someone with that you know delivers, you know, a handful of babies every single day, right? For their convenience, right, and and to make their job easier, they've devised this apparatus to put you in, so that they don't have to, you know, that they don't have to uh, inconvenience themselves while delivering your baby, right? You put, you lay on your back, you put your feet up, the doctor stands there. It's like the perfect height for him to just catch, uh, you know, and, and pull, <laughs> right? Uh, whereas like you're saying MC, you know, uh, and, and what I've read as well is on four kind of like, you know, I'm going to say doggy style cause that's the only best way I can describe it kind of in the fetal position yourself. And like you said, you just kind of like, you know, let gravity take its course. But then if you do that, then the doctor's got to be lower. He's got to be able to, like, scoop and catch, and it's not as convenient as just, like, have you sit right there and have it pop out, you know, into his arm. So it's convenient for them, right? I mean, that that's maybe not about the money, but in, in, in that particular instance, they do a disservice to the patient um, in order to service themselves, and that's just how it is. All right, the mysteries of the universe have been solved and once uh, again i think we're we're out of time all right we'll wrap it any final thoughts before we wrap it nope all right thank you very much for listening everybody uh you know where to find us anarchistexperience.com uh facebook.com slash anarchist experience if you want to join in on discussion uh with the show prep and let us know what you want us to talk about do that in the groups page on facebook facebook.com slash groups slash anarchist experience uh and if you want to uh give us money for doing this because we do a damn fine show uh we do that through patreon patreon.com slash the anarchist experience thank you very much for listening and we'll talk to you all next week peace